Hi, hello. It's getting off to an early start. Hi, yeah, just so cozy can be like, you guys having a stroke immediately. He can immediately cozy if you're listening, text us. <laughs> you know he's going to. He's going to be like, "What's wrong with you people?" Hi, everybody. It's Baby God Backlog. It's the show where we talk about games. I'm Trevor. I'm Andy. Are you? You sounded like maybe you were questioning that. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's Andy's twin brother, uh, Andy. Schmandy. Uh, do you think there's ever been a couple who had twins and they named them the same name? That's so funny. We were talking about that last night here. I was like, yeah, really? Yeah. These are my sons, William and Billy. No, but I mean, like, I mean, like this, these are my twins, Jack and Jack. (laughs) Michael, Michael and Mike. Does that count? No, no, I mean like the same name. Like so that way we can never get them mixed up because they're just the same person. What about Mavis and Davis? You are you misunderstood it might be No, I'm hearing your joke. I just I think mine is better. God, you're clipping so loud into your microphone. (laughs) Okay. Let me tell you. Hi everybody. It's the show where we lose our mind. (laughs) I don't know where to go with that. It's our season finale. Oh, insert the applause sound effects here. Yay. Yay. Because because uh, I refuse to record again until Trevor has an office <laughs> to record in. Same. That's really why. But it's also because uh, Tears of the Kingdom is pending. And uh, I feel like we've covered... I feel like we've covered a lot of good ground this season and like it's good to have some like built-in breaks here because how much can you just constantly play video games? Yeah, you're also a busy boy, so. Yeah, it, it's all yeah, it's been one of those months where it's like I have so much going on that I'm slowly losing my mind and like it's hitting the breaking point with thing. You know how it gets? I know how it gets. So, it's like you know, and you don't want playing video games to be stressful because you're like, well, I have to play video games for the show. Like, that's not fun. So it's like, it's good, you know? It is good. It's good Everything to... Is good. Everything is fine. It's good to take breaks and have, like, a work-life balance. If, if I'm the only one who says that to you, person who's listening, like, take it to heart. Because I feel like people fall like in the super extreme of like doing nothing or doing like way 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 too much you know yeah and uh me as a music teacher it's like musicians tend to fall in the way 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 too much because they're like my identity hinges on if i am not performing i don't exist i've been there god and it's it's not good to be that guy so i'll be the one guy that's like no i want to like hang out on the couch with my fiance yeah i feel that me and stacy hung out yesterday and it was like oh man we haven't hung out in like weeks <laughs> like honest to god we were like let's go let's go like get pizza like for lunch and like go to a place and it's like man we have not hung out in forever anyway enough of me venting how are you great no, I just, no complaints, I, huh? I just wanted the juxtaposition of you, like, being like, good life advice, work-life balance, and I'm just like, finger guns, bro. 
No, it's uh, very uh, supportive of you, Trevor. Thanks for <laughs> definitely didn't throw me under the bus there. I want you to be the only one to complain today. Oh, okay. No, I'm, be- I'm, I'm good, man. I'm I'm jiving, vibing, playing video games. So I'm yeah. just gonna keep. I've been I've been getting like gaming fatigue. I think because um like I'm not even that busy. So all I do is play video games and I'm getting fatigued because I'm running into that problem where I don't know what to play. And so I'll play what's familiar and then I'll ride that into the ground. So I think I might use this break to like step back a little bit and maybe just play games that I really want to play. Like when Tears of the Kingdom comes out, I'll probably jump into that and uh, probably sink my teeth into that for a while until... I get fatigued with that, which is probably going to be like when I beat it. Yeah. Well, and that's like, I feel like this is a a larger conversation that like you see sometimes on like backlog internet conversations and stuff is like it, it, there is like this weird thing that happens now where like there are so many games and so many systems and so many more good games than there ever used to be. Where like, I get fatigued the other way where I'm like, man, there are so many good games that I want to sink my teeth into and like give a fair shot. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's easy to get burnt out. Like even on the, this hobby, because there's just, there's almost like too much good stuff, you know? Yeah. I was telling you recently, my catalog of backlog has opened up a lot because a friend of Jen's gave me access to his steam library, which is massive. So aside from all the games I had in my backlog already from all the systems that I have, now I have this ginormous steam library too. Yeah. Which can almost be like stressful in a sense. Yeah. That's why I never know what to play. Cause I have so many games that I could play. I'm like, oh, I could play this. I could play this. I could play this. I could play this. But this. Yeah. I was texting you about, cause Nintendo had like a little indie direct situation And I was texting you that morning and I was like, bro, I'm so stressed. And you were like, why are you stressed? And I was like, because I'm afraid they're going to shadow drop like five games that look amazing and I'm going to have to play them. (laughs) Which they did have some good looking games in that showcase. They did. I was relieved that none of them were like games that I either A, was that interested in or B, like was even coming out relatively soon. So it wasn't a stressor for me. Yeah. There were a couple that was like, I might be interested in that. Yeah, I don't really, to be honest, I remember thinking that, but I don't remember anything from the showcase. I just wiped my brain of like, oh, that's cool. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Yeah, because a lot of them come out this. I think they announced some that even come out next year, which was like shocking. (laughs) Yeah, they did. Just a couple, though, I think. Yeah. But I think most come out in fall of 2023. Were there any that, like, in particular that you were like, oh, this is cool, I want to talk about it? Um, no, I honestly, I don't, I don't really remember titles of games that I saw in that showcase. So I don't really have much to comment on, aside from, like, the showcase looked looked good, and it looked like there were a lot of cool games coming soon. Yeah. So, yeah, so there's that. Uh Yeah. And that kind of segues, kind of segues us into what we're going to do for our season finale. Yeah, which which will be a, f- a fun conversation. I had the idea of like, what if we tried to come up with like our gaming 
top 10 like ever potentially or even like top five if we could muster such a list um but like maybe just to i don't i don't know why just maybe to examine like what's interesting to us and like try and pinpoint because now doing two seasons of this show we've brought a ton of favorites to the show we've played each other's favorites many of Mm -hmm. them and like now we've sort of broken new ground a little bit by like having some common overlap so i was like why not why not just do it you know yeah and i i love this idea he andy brought it to me and i was like yes let's let's try and compile our top use it started as a top three and i was like i don't know man that's (laughs) that's how do you pick that yeah right with like yeah the intention being like it would it be even possible to do a top three but if you can't like just throw as much on as you possibly can um then it was top five now it's like top 10 if you can so i think i came up with like a maybe solid top 10 and then i have maybe like nine more honorable mentions that i maybe couldn't fit um okay And to be honest, I didn't give this like a ton of research. Like I immediately was like, okay, what games come to mind when I think of my favorites? And I came up with a pretty easy like seven or eight. Um, And then I kind of went through like, let me look through my Switch library and what games I have on hand. And sort of just if I were to quickly sift through what games jump out at me is like my favorite favorites ever. Um, And that's kind of where I landed. What, What did you end up doing? So... Mine is weird because, as you know, and it probably won't surprise anyone, Pokemon is on my list. But there are so many Pokemon games that I don't know if I wanted to try and narrow it down to specific Pokemon games or if I just wanted to, like, pigeonhole the franchise as just Pokemon and use that in my listing. So depending on what I want to do with that. Cause there are franchises like where I've played almost every game, like mortal Kombat, I've played almost every game, uh, Pokemon. I've played every game. Spider-Man. See? I've played most of the French, like, but Spider-Man's a little different cause it's a reboot. Yeah. Know? Have you, here, I mean, this might be a fun way to start. Where did you put Pokemon on your list? Pokemon is Probably it's definitely my top five. It might even be in my top three. And I think a lot of that is for sentimental reasons. What if you had to pick one, could could you even come up with like a maybe favorite Pokemon game? See, I feel like I feel like what I should have done in hindsight is probably compiled a list of my favorite Pokemon games and and then sifted through that and then inserted it into my my top five. Well, let's do it now. Give me, give me like your top three Pokemon games or something. Like, let's try and find your one if you have one. See, and I'll say this just to bring it to Pokemon. For me, I put Pokemon on my honorable mentions, and I pretty easily came up with this is my favorite Pokemon game. It's black or white, right? No. Really? It's Pokemon Gold Gen 2. Oh. Gen 2 is by far my favorite, easily. No, I don't. Because, uh, why is that? Because I I feel like Gen 2, I feel like Gen 2 is everything I want in Pokemon. Like, I feel like it has the really cozy setting of the games. Um, it has 
a lot of freedom and exploration and like secret places in the world to find that you don't see anymore in Pokemon. Um, it has a great roster. I think uh, Gen 1 and 2 is like some of the most solid Pokemon that are available. Um, I, I feel like I feel like it has the spirit of Gen 1, but like with all of the quality of life that you would want from Gen 2, if that makes sense. Yeah, and do you think that's because Gen 2 was meant to be the end? I, I honestly just think it was like, I, I love Gen 1 so much, but like I can see why someone who's never played Pokemon plays Gen 1 and is like, oh, this game is so old that it's unplayable. I understand that perspective. So mm -hmm. like for me, Gen 2 is really like, yeah, but nobody has that excuse anymore. This is like the spirit of Gen 1, but it's so good. Like the pixel art is beautiful. It aged really well. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's really, really great about it. There are 16 badges in Gen 2, including the the red fight at the very end of the game, like which makes it feel like a victory lap after you beat the Elite Four. Um, just like for me, it's everything I want out of Pokemon. It's it's always been my favorite, and it's been the one that I've played the most in my life. That's fair. I think that's a fair assessment. See, for me, I don't know. It's hard because on one hand, I have some mentality attached to like red and blue and and like Ruby Sapphire are up there for me. I honestly played Ruby Sapphire Gen 3 more than I played Gen 2. Um, I had, I actually still have Ruby. Somehow I ended up with two copies of Sapphire and Emerald, like, and I've played all of them. And you don't have you don't have like a clear like this is my favorite Pokemon. That's like so crazy to me. Well, yeah, and I it's partially because I've played every single one and because I've attached attached sentimentality to them. Like, I'm probably gonna catch a flack for this, maybe even from you. But honestly, Scarlet and Violet are kind of high for me because performance issues aside. And the like, you know, the fact that they were rushed aside, this is the Pokemon game that everyone's wanted since Gen 1. This has Pokemon in the overworld, no random encounters. Uh, it has plenty of quality of life stuff that, you know, they've built up for years. Were it not for the issues that this game has, this would be the uh, almost objectively the best Pokemon game ever. Yeah, and I won't give you flack for that. I think that you share a lot of like the popular opinion of people who really have played this game, which is that this game is great and phenomenal and really, really awesome. But <laughs> and yeah. so I, I, I don't think it's un I don't think it's unfair to say like this game is is a really great game, even though it has some glaring issues with its release, you know? Yeah, and there are people who don't care about the issues as much, like me, who can kind of look past it, although, I'll be honest, sometimes it's a little hard. And there are people like Tommy who can't, and, and I'm not firing shots at Tommy, but, and Tommy will say this about himself too, he can't look past those types of performance issues, which I get. Like, I think that's fair. If someone is unable to look through that, that's fine because they're not wrong. Like, a game should be designed to look good and function well um yeah and i i probably fall in there too like 
I tend not to care as much about graphics, performance, etc., except for when it explicitly pulls me out of the experience and everything I've seen of that game is so horrifically bad it's that glaring. I don't Yeah, like I don't see a world where I am not actively distracted from getting into the experience because it's that uh it's just that all over the place like at every moment, you know. Yeah. So I don't don't fault anyone for having that standpoint because I get it. But I can look through most of it. I will say like it does it does pull me out sometimes. You look in the background and you see characters moving frame by frame and it's like <laughs> oh man, that's oh. Yeah. But then other times you're going through this world and it's like this is what it would be like to be in the Pokemon world that they've created. Yeah. So you'd say Scarlet and Violet it, from from your gut at this moment you might say that's your favorite one it's in my top three um okay if i had to if i had to pick a top three right off the bat coming from my gut in no particular order my top three would be scarlet violet gen three maybe maybe the gen three remakes because those were great yeah um and um x y and I know a lot of people don't like XY. I loved XY. I thought they were great. I really liked the Mega Evolutions. Uh, it has the full national decks up to that point. It's just, they're great. Yeah. You know, like, and after this, we can stop talking about Pokemon. But <laughs> I feel like Pokemon is such an interesting case because, like, yes, there are ones that people are potentially like, oh, XY. But XY is like a lot of people's absolute favorites and i think every game is somebody's absolute favorite and sure. i think it has less to do with that particular game and it more has to do with how old were you and what were you doing in life when those games hit you and so pokemon in that in that way like tying back to what you said the sentimentality of it like it is just the truth of it right and like if I were like 14 when Scarlet and Violet came out, that would probably be my favorite. But like, I just happen to be a jaded middle-aged man now. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. And I think I'm, I think I'm in the, in the opposite direction of, because I remember when Red and Blue came out and played them, like, I think the year or the year after they launched. And oh, was, me too. That's what I'm saying. That's why those right. are my favorites is those early ones. Well, but I think that's why Scarlet Violet might be, by, might be my favorite is because I was immersed in this world of like having these cool creatures that, you know, play with you and like that you control and you like fight bad guys with or, you know, do the gym challenge or whatever. And then as an adult, you get Scarlet Violet and you're truly immersed in that world. And like you have a Pokemon that you can ride on, you have um, Pokemon that can like run alongside you. You can see the Pokemon out in the world, and that's the game that like childhood me saw. Yeah, see, that's interesting to me because, uh, like, I I totally agree with what you're saying. I feel like I had more of that moment with Legends Arceus a little bit, but I feel like for me the games the games like legends arceus for example like kind of had that promise at first of like oh man this is realizing what it would feel like but like 
because they fell flat, they made me even more disappointed. Like I didn't walk like and I didn't play Scarlet and Violet, but sort of where I've landed on Legends Arceus, Scarlet Violet, and the new Pokemon games is I don't feel like, oh man, this is what I had in my head realized. I feel like, oh man, this is a capitalist enterprise that pushed something out <laughs> to make a billion dollars. And like, I don't know, like Legends Arceus, even though I enjoyed it, made me feel kind of let down by the experience in the end in, like, a way that, like, older Pokemon games didn't make me feel let down. Like, even XY has, like, these big moments with these legendary Pokemon that feel, like, epic and grand at the time that they came out. Um, And the games now that in the time they're coming out, I don't feel like they're epic and grand. I feel like they're... Like, I don't know. I feel like they're bad demos that got pushed out or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and you touch an interesting point because uh, Jen's been playing Scarlet and I asked her what she thought. She was like, it's good. It feels rushed, but it's fun. And I was like, well, that's because it probably was rushed because the Pokemon company was like, hey, Game Freak, we have all these expectations and all these deadlines. Meet them. And Game Freak was like, uh, okay. Yeah, it's just, like, for me, at the age that I'm at, it's it's hard. Like, when I play a game, I don't want to be thinking about how it was a capitalist product that was pushed out to make money. Like, when you play, like, God of War, for example, like, you don't play God of War and you're thinking about, like, oh, well, PlayStation had to compromise, blah, blah, blah. You're just like, what a beautiful world to get immersed in. And, like, I get I get ripped out of that experience because of the state of how those games plus like again like i feel like legends arceus even from a gameplay side kind of let me down like i hit the end of that game and they were like cool the game's over i was like oh there's no like cool legendary places to find or or awesome legendary pokemon the game's like oh nah, you did the dialga palkia thing that's pretty much fine we can call it quits and you're like uh (laughs) you know yeah everything after that is like it it kind of has the breath of the wild problem where it's like you finished the game. Yeah, right. And then but nothing le- happens. <laughs> right. But at least like in Breath of the Wild, there are huge epic things to, to find and do. Like even the final boss is at least like epic and grand and feels oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Whereas like, I don't know, when I started Legends Arceus for the first time in my head, I was like, maybe there will be things in a Pokemon game that will like exceed my expectations or like blow me out of the water or there will be like some crazy interesting twists and things in the world to find and then once you get to the third open zone you're like oh no i guess this game is all just the same thing spread out over four zones like you're not gonna find anything that blows your expectations or like makes you feel amazed you're just like oh it's just more pokemon (laughs) yeah that's fair so yeah you know pokemon on my honorable mentions for trevor not a shock pretty high on his list um trevor loves pokemon it's true. I do. A lot. And I, I do. I just just, you know, I love the older ones more and I hold them closer to my heart. So that's fair. Um, if I if I had to break it down and select specific ones, red and blue would probably end up somewhere in the top 10. Yeah, that's cool. So we covered Pokemon. Do we want to just like I, I think maybe we should just each start at the bottom of our list and maybe work our way up. I'm done with this. 
like start at what we think is 10 up towards one and have some conversations? Yeah. I'll go first. Number 10. S sort of, anyway. Sort of number 10. Super Mario 3D World. Okay. I, I could see, having played that game, I can see why that would be on the list. You know, a lot of the games on the list was simply a thing of like, let me just think about the games that I've replayed like 10 times in my life. Like just from a pure numbers perspective, what games have I rebooted, started over and beat over and over again? And I was like, this game has to be somewhere on my list because I've played it so many times with so many people. And it it's like a never ending wellspring of joy in my heart. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and you recently played it, which is cool, but not with people as much. Yeah, I wish I would have played that game like with people more, but that game is super fun. It, it's honestly just one of those examples of like Nintendo being like, this is the most fun every single second. It's a great game. It really is. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what else to say because we talked about it. It's just like amazing. I love that game. I'd love if we got something similar to it in the future, which I think is not off the table, but like. I don't think it's off the table. Yeah, Nintendo's been weirdly quiet about Mario releases for like a year and a half. Isn't that weird? Interesting. It feels weird. Uh, what's your number 10? Can I side note real quick? Yep. Oh, never mind. That was a fever dream TikTok I saw. We can move on. Hashtag too old for TikTok. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what's your number 10, Trevor, or one of your games? My number 10. And it would have been higher a year ago, but my number 10 is Skyrim. Wow. Interesting to say that it would have been higher a year ago. Tell me more about that. Well, that that game, I that game's forever old. Uh, I got my hands on it when I had an Xbox 360, and it was out before that, like for years before that, I think. And at that point in my gaming life, that was like the end all be all of open world games. Um, like to that game's credit, it's still recommended as like that to people. Like if you go on Reddit and people are like, I want to play like a huge open world game. Everyone's like, you have to play Skyrim. Yes, it's yeah. Skyrim is often referred to, or at least for me, it's like one of one of the most important open world games because i think it set the bar kind of high or the elder scrolls as a franchise set the bar high for open world games yeah it's sort of like the quintessential one i think it feels like if you like open world games everybody has to play this game once it's like the definitive one you know yeah um and you know i say i say it would have been higher a year ago because a year ago there wasn't um well i guess yeah i guess elden ring is a year old um but you know i hadn't played elden ring i hadn't played breath of the wild really a year ago like i had seen bits and pieces of it but i didn't get my hands on it and sink my teeth in um i'm trying to think of other open world games uh well i guess a year ago i had played red dead redemption that's very open world i think you'd like that quite honestly no, no, um, okay. no, definitely not. You know, it's actually amazing to think back when I was playing Skyrim for the show, I was also playing Elden Ring. <laughs> Those were oh, like, oh, <laughs> no wonder you hated Skyrim so much. 
I I didn't I did don't hate Skyrim. I honestly like I like it a lot more than I thought I did. It's it's just one of those games that is like not my thing, you know. That's fair. It's like uh, I'm trying to come up with another like probably Red Dead Redemption is another one that's like a great game. It's just so not my cup of tea when it comes to gaming. That's that's fair. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. That makes me think, and I don't want you to say anything, but that makes me think that it's possible that Breath of the Wild is on your list and and higher. That's that. I don't know either that or it's not on your list at all. And either of those worlds are shocking worlds to me. So moving on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Should I do my number nine? Yeah. Hit me with nine. Number nine is near automata. Okay. And I, I get, I get a little bit like anxious about putting games that I've played so recently on this list. Cause I feel like, I haven't had as much time to sit with them, but like, I I think like in twenty years I'll be like walking around in the middle of the summer and I'll just be like, huh, remember that thing that happened in Nier Automata? Like, it just has so deeply affected me that I I think about the game all the time, and like when I do think about it and remember that it's a game, I'm like, oof, I gotta keep playing Nier Automata. Like, I just love it so much in every way, and I think it's like a deep spiritual game that is doing something that like no other game i've ever played has done even close yeah um and it, it's like a shining example of like a story of a game that um is doing something that like only a video game can do you know right um and like we can't really talk anymore about it because you haven't played it but i just love it so much i'm probably gonna like after I finish uh, Miles Morales while waiting for Tears of the Kingdom. I'm probably just going to play through Nier Automata again. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the go plan. Go for it. Go for it. I love it. Okay. Is that all you... Okay. So my, <laughs> my number nine pick... Uh, number nine's weird. I've, I have, like, two that are probably... Died, so I'm just going to pick one. Um, at number nine... I'm going to say Tony Hawk's American Wasteland specifically. Like I loved the Tony Hawk games, but American Wasteland was really cool for me because that was kind of the equivalent of an open world Tony Hawk game. Oh, I don't know anything about this game. Yeah. So in the campaign, uh, it was almost completely open world because you could like move through the levels and um like they had tunnels that connected them and that was about as open world as those games ever got that you could like move freely through the world and play all the like quote unquote levels during the campaign like you would I want to call it open world, but it kind of wasn't. So you start at level one, right? And it's this I think you're it's in like LA or something. And once you complete enough enough objectives, you unlock the next area, but you can move freely between the two once you unlock them, and so on and so forth. So by the time you reach the end of the game, you can move through the world freely, even though, like, does that make sense? Like, it's not yeah. open world, but it's as open worlded as Tony Hawk ever got as a franchise. Yeah, which is super cool. 
it was super cool and like the games before that the underground games introduced what getting off your board and like riding on bikes and stuff so you could like ride bikes in american wasteland and like drive certain vehicles and stuff and like it was really cool and added a lot of different elements it almost sounds like gta a little bit it was kind of but much less aggressive well more or less aggressive (laughs) yeah right right Huh. And this makes me think like we talked about skating a little bit more in the first season, but like I forget that you love skating games as much as you do. Yeah. And, you know, I I do feel like my top 10 is going to be heavily influenced by sentimentality because I grew up playing the Tony Hawk games. I had there was a point where I had every Tony Hawk game. I mean, I think everybody's top 10 list is going to be influenced by sentimentality. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, it's like one of those things that like similar to Skyrim, like I have a a love for somewhere in my brain. Like I played those games with friends as a kid, but it's just so not my thing. I just find yeah. I just find skating like uninteresting as a concept. Like it might be fun to do for a little, but I'm not going to really sink my teeth into it, you know? Yeah, that's I think that's fair. Yeah. So um, is that all you have to say about it? Yes. So I'm going to move backwards here a little bit because I'm I'm kind of cheating right now. I'm adding an 11 because there's a game that while we were having this conversation, I was like, oh, this game needs to be on my list. But as a result, it it like bumped another game. <laughs> so like, so you, I, I don't know, like a, like a nine and a half. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, because like it's one of those games that it's like, well, I would have had to bump near automata or 3d world from the list but i don't feel comfortable doing that either so i'm i'm gonna do like a nine and a half which is undertale oh i would have thought undertale would have been higher on your list well well yeah i guess i didn't number undertale maybe is higher on my list it's maybe like five okay I'm going out of order. I didn't intentionally okay, order. Okay, you're inserting it into the five spot and it pushes everything. Okay, I got it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I have it on eight right now, but they're all sort of like number one. It's hard to pick one out of any of these. <laughs> um, Dude, I know this. This list was really hard to compile. But you know, like Undertale is another game that. I just I hold it so dear to my heart and I I think of it as one of those like essential gaming experiences similar to Nier Automata like Undertale is a game that is telling a story with its narrative that can only be told through video games um I just think it's a deeply intelligent and moving game I've probably played it at least 10 times I mean I've played Undertale so much um it's one of those games that I just force people to play. I forced Stacy to play it with me back when we started dating because she was oh like, my God, I don't really, that's awesome. She was like, I don't really play video games. I was like, well, you have to play Undertale then because you will immediately be like, wow, video games are awesome and hilarious and interesting. <laughs> um, and like that's I've I've made so many people play the beginning of Undertale because I just think it's so awesome. Yeah, having having played it and watched watching a playthrough of it like that game really is incredible it's i don't know it's like one of those things that just stands out is like wow there's nothing on earth like this game 
in in every way like it just has these weird quirky characters and hilarious dialogue and like all of this meta stuff but like at the end of it you just like you're like i love these characters and i love this story um i don't know it's like it's like the gem you know yeah hmm damn the game is a gem it it's so like and like i actually think it's i was thinking about it earlier I think had you not been forced to play this game, you probably would love this game way more than you do. And like, I know that you like it, but it was in that time that you, I remember you being like, all right, I'm going to hunker down and force myself to play it so we can finish it for the pod. But I, I think it's a game that you would deeply love. Like I do had you played it of your own volition, you know? Yeah. And maybe one day, one day I'll revisit it because I have it, you know, it's not like I can never revisit it. So Maybe That's one day good... in the future we'll do like a revisit episode or even like a chunk of a season as a segment. Yeah, that's a great one to play with somebody else, at least for like huge segments of the game as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've loved playing that game with many different people and just seeing their their reactions to like how insane it is and wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's great. I love Undertale. A Delta Rune. I'm gonna play Delta Rune when the rest of it comes out. What is Delta Rune? Delta Rune is like the weird sequel, not sequel of Undertale. Oh, it's like a an ex like a standalone expansion kind of. No, it's like a sequel, but not. <laughs> so it's DLC, but not. No, it's like a it's like a game, but like it's like a sequel, but it's also not, and no one knows because. I think they've released three parts of Deltarune. They've like released it in like these chapters. And like when you play it, like there's a ton of characters from Undertale in Deltarune. But like th it's like similar to Undertale. Like you don't really know what the narrative of the game is in chapter three. Like you don't know what's happening. There's like some sort of weird universe bending thing that's happening with the narrative, but nobody knows what it is. And, like, we've also been told that Deltarune is not explicitly a sequel to Undertale. But we oh. don't know if it's, like, a prequel or if it's, like, an alternate universe. Like, no one has any idea what it is. That's... okay. It's kind of weirdly genius. Huh. Yeah. I mean, that's good marketing. Well, it's it's great. It's a great concept. It's just a great game, like like Undertale is. But, like, it has this whole weird air of mystery. You're you're a good game. I'll fight you, bro. Do it. How dare you say such things about me on the pod? You're welcome. What's your number eight or nine and a half? Okay, my eight will shock you. Okay. But there's a very specific reason that this is even on my list at all. Is it Breath of the Wild? It's going to be Breath of the Wild. No, it's Call of Duty. <laughs> Are you shocked? And there's a there's a very I'll wait wait for wait for laughter. Oh, he took his headphones off. He's leaving the room. He left. He, I think I think he just canceled the podcast. Where's he going? He's coming back. Uh, for a second, uh, for a second, I, I thought you ended the podcast right there. I did. It's over. I quit. <laughs> Wait, but there's a very specific reason that Call of Duty, 
you know, Call of Duty probably should have been number 10, but <laughs> there's a very specific reason it's where it is. Because you played with Cozy and Dad. Yeah, and my cousins and even my uncle sometimes. So, like, when I was in Colorado, that that was how I stayed in touch with people um, or certain people. You know, you and I had uh, Super Smash Bros. and then the pod um, and just, you know, talking on the phone like every day as if you were my mom or something. And then that was how I stayed in touch with people like Cozy and my cousins and my dad and my uncle. So that again, like that sentimentality, because I'm I, I'm not a huge first person shooter person. I. I think I just have sentimentality. I'm FPSP, even... first-person shooter person. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even good at them. I just, what they do for me, like, you know, it, it was like it was like the internet for a lot, a lot of people. Like, oh, I can stay in touch with my friend from high school. And it's like, oh, I can stay in touch with, like, my dad. Like, my dad and I can game together being on opposite sides of the country. And that's, like, that's that sentimentality coming in and being like, this is why this game is where it is. Lame. Okay. Lame. I get it. It's bad software. And you're like, well, but I played it with my dad, though. I do hate Call of Duty, but I love it. I don't know, man. It's done right. me a favor. Moving on. I can't talk about Call of Duty more. But that was like our promise on this podcast was that we never have to talk about horrible games like that. Um, Number eight where uh this this was originally in number eight but i i bumped it to add undertale in but it's still in is uh link's awakening oh okay i see why that's there and is this is the remake right no this is the og oh again link's awakening was a game that i i could not include i couldn't leave it out of the list because i have played this game again so many times I remember being six in like first grade and playing this game at recess on the playground with all of my friends and like us discussing how you get to the final boss because there's like a weird obtuse puzzle that like you could only figure out with a group of 10 year olds putting their heads together. Um, and I the just this game. Huh? The good old days. Yeah, I I just think this game like for me is so so formative. I've played it so many times and like it's feel it's one of those games that I feel like has shaped the way that I think about video games and like why they're fun and why they're interesting. Um and it's it still continues to be like a complete unique standout even in Zelda but like in video games in general. I think there's something about this game that makes it like uh I don't know, really unique amongst other games. Okay. Um, and I love it. And you never finished it yet. And I'm still like, when's Trev going to finish that Link's Awakening, bro? I do need to finish that. When's when's Trev going to play that, uh, that finish that Link's Awakening, bruv? Maybe I'll, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll do that during our off season. Yeah, you kind of have to. I kind of have to. Love it. Um, all right. Uh, Again, these are games we've all talked about, which is cool, but I'm also like, I don't know what else to say because we've talked about it so much. Uh, 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 Trevor, number eight or seven. I don't know what number you're on. I think we're on seven. All right. So seven, again, is 
kind of a weird pick for me. Or did I hang on? I may have numbered my list wrong. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. That's right. Um, this is kind of a weird pick. Red Dead Redemption Two. What? I didn't even know you like played this game. Yeah, and I think I like it because the for me the setting in which it is for the open world is very different. Like it's the wild west. It's like the height of the industrial revolution. Um, Cowboys are like dwindling away and you play a cowboy um, who's basically like a gangster or whatever. Um, And it's just like, I don't know. The world is beautiful. It's like a fictional, it's a historic fiction. It's really interesting and cool. Um, you can like raise your, or take care of your horse and stuff and like set up camps and build relationships with people and become an outlaw, which is really fun. It's just cool. Yeah. I've, um, I don't know. I've heard a lot of discussion of this game of like why people love it and why it's really influential. Um, and also like some of the reasons that like as an open world, it's maybe like less interesting, like now that we have games like Breath of the Wild. But when it came out, I think people were like, bro, this is the new open world in a lot of ways. Right. Yeah. Is it like is it kind of what I'm what I'm picturing of like a Horizon Forbidden West or like a like just or like a god of war where like there's like here's your main story objective is over here but also just run around and there's other things to do in the world yep that's cool yeah. and also again surprising i don't even think i knew that you played this game to be honest yeah you know this this is a game i should probably this is a game that i pick used to pick up every once in a while when i was like you know i have i have some time to kill like oh i'll just ride around my horse and cause mischief and be an outlaw mm-hmm. for a little bit <laughs> It's almost like a Wild West, like GTA a little bit. Yeah, it's the same developer. It's Rockstar. Yeah, right, right. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So it is It is very much like GTA on horses. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know what's happening to our list, but I feel like in the middle, we have like veered off into different different paths and like at the end we're gonna have like maybe these we're gonna moments yeah (laughs) yeah like i feel like i feel like we got lost in the middle i'm like where's trevor i lost him (laughs) he's like off somewhere else and like i think we're gonna have a moment where we come together i hope some moments We, we will there's gonna be overlap all right you ready for number seven hit me with it again hard hard to place a number of where this should be but let me just say dragon quest 11 specifically not yeah specifically because okay kind of like pokemon it's like how do you pick a favorite dragon quest but i I picked a i picked 11 because i do think from a gameplay and a quality of life perspective it is head and shoulders the best one it's obviously the newest it looks beautiful everything is in full 3d um I just love it. Like this game hit me at a time where I really needed it to. And I sunk a hundred hours into it. Like it was nothing. And like, I think this game might not have been on my list had Stacy not been playing it the last couple months. But like, hmm. for example, like a couple Sundays ago or probably a few, cause I haven't seen Stacy in forever, but like one Sunday recently, Stacy was playing dragon quest. And I'm just like, 
I'm just like on the couch and I'm like eating breakfast or like on Reddit or whatever. And Stacy's like, she's like, Hey, like I've been playing dragon quest for a while. Like, do you want to play something? And I was like, shut your actual mouth and keep playing dragon quest. How <laughs> dare you? Like I, <laughs> I was like, I was offended that she would be like, let me turn off dragon quest. I was like, absolutely not. You have to play this game for two more hours because watching you play it, just fills my soul with energy and warmth like and that's when i was like man i really do love this game deeply in a way that i forgot about <laughs> huh okay um like just just seeing it it like brings a there's like a comforting thing with dragon quest but specifically the 11th one like the world is huge and grand all of the characters are amazing and wonderful i think the story still is one of my favorite stories i've ever played in a video game i just i just think it like every inch of this game is beautiful and fun and entertaining and like really like nothing else plus i was like i gotta have some turn-based combat representation on here you know right um yeah man i uh and like i don't need you to love it as much anymore because now stacy loves it and i'm like okay <laughs> as long as as long as somebody else loves dragon quest as much as me i can like die a happy man <laughs> i gave up on trevor it's all about stacy now no no i didn't give up on you because you might love it someday i just don't need you to love it i needed any and no one else in the world loves dragon quest that i know in person and i'm like i need someone else to to validate my love and agree with me with how great well now you have one i do and you're dead to me um okay so <laughs> you okay. didn't even flinch when i said that because you say stuff like that to me all the time. No, I don't. Yes, you That's do. It's just a joke you're saying for the pod. So my number six <laughs> is a game is a game you may have never heard of. The full title is Marvel Nemesis: Rise of the Imperfects. What in the Jesus? So this is a game that I had on PS2, um, and it introduces like new weird quirky marvel characters and the storyline is basically that some alien man uh like finds these these like new superheroes and sets them loose on the world as like villains and starts corrupting heroes into villains using this mind control thing but uh this is another one heavily influenced by sentimentality it's you played this the, on your stream once i think i did this is the campaign i'm referring to but it's first and foremost i think a fighting game because that's what i always did it with as with nick uh nick if you're listening text us um who i don't think listens to the podcast i just, <laughs> that's just a bit every time we name drop someone we have to do that who knows i don't know um so uh yeah, like that that game was very near and dear to my heart. Uh the arts I thought the art style was really cool. I think it aged kind of well personally. I have to see now I'm looking it up. IGN gave it a 4.8 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, but when did they do that review? You know, like GameSpot gave it a 6.4 out of 10. I don't know. I take those things with a grain of salt. I know. I just, it's just weird because, like, 
I feel like this might be the only like kind of objectively bad game on your list <laughs> that like you're just keeping on because because it's not true. Call of, Call of Duty's on there. Oh, uh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> though okay i'll give it this on amazon it has a 4.3 out of five stars okay so um yeah i mean yeah i mean i don't know it's a darker I, marvel universe it it's the art style is cool it was always fun for me just like you pulled like this game out of like left field man wow well, listen, you said favorite games ever, and it just it got me thinking about like games I haven't played in years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's just like it's a fun twist. It's a fu- fun twist we got going. Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'll never play it, but if you loved it as a kid, then that's all that matters. Yeah, that is all. I'm all that matters. Number six. Hit me with it. Yoshi's Island. Oh, yeah, you do love this game. Yeah, again, it's a game I've played it so much. Uh it's fun. You throw eggs and stuff. Like you get like the you're like Yoshi, right? So you're not like Yoshi, like Mario riding Yoshi. You're like Yoshi Yoshi. But like you get to like eat enemies and you swallow them and turn them into eggs, and then you throw the eggs at everything. What in the world could be more fun than that. I want to turn my enemies into eggs and throw them at the houses of my other enemies. Yeah, I mean, just, I love playing as Yoshi. I think this is, like, my biggest sadness is that we haven't had a solid follow-up to Yoshi's Island. It was just, like, this perfect gem that people still cite as, like, a perfect video game that came out in 1990. And everyone was like, yep, that's just the last time we're going to get a game that good from Nintendo, from Yoshi. It's just, like, that's the end of it. Hmm. It's lovely. It's wonderful. And I still think you should play it because it's included with the Nintendo Switch Online and it's like so much fun. Oh yeah, it is. I do need to play that. It's uh it's lovely. We'll we'll do I'd love to do like a big episode on it someday if you play it and really get into the nitty-gritty of like what makes it unique, but it, it's just so 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 unique. There's nothing in the world like it. Yeah. Spitting eggs at your as I've heard. I gotta check that out. You you definitely do. Even if you it's just did the, like the... that's on the SNES. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Even, even if, if I just, just do the what? Just do like the first world. You'd be like, oh, this game's beautiful, and I love it. Heck yeah. Yeah. Um, save baby Mario and baby Luigi, everybody. Trevor, what's your next one? Uh, this is another weird one. Left for Dead. Left. See, I, now I have to like picture it. Which one is Left for Dead again? You remember this one. This is the one you used to enjoy watching Charlie and I play in college. No, that was Dead Island. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, Charlie played that one solo. You liked when we played Left for Dead on the 360. Oh, it's like the multiplayer one. Yeah, Left for Dead is the one that had Zoe, who was like, Boomer! <laughs> I do not remember that. You don't remember that? I don't remember the boomer thing. Yeah, I remember liking watching Dead Island more. Well, Charlie played that one a lot more. Yeah, I I remember this vaguely. Left 4 Dead was the one that him and I played. 
together and i think you played with us like once and then you were like nope you know what i like watching you play it more (laughs) that sounds right um what so what is describe what left for dead is because i don't really i like i remember it's obviously a zombie shooter but is it like a story is it a multiplayer thing what's the deal so it's kind of a story but the way it's presented is in like episodes um and when you finish when you finish one collection of episodes, it has like a movie poster that has like a movie style poster that has all the characters in like this cool backdrop of the zombie apocalypse. Um, You play as Bill, who's a war vet, Zoe, who I think is like a news reporter or something. Um, Lewis, who's like an office businessman and. Oh my God, what's the other guy's name? I'm blanking, but he Des- was like a like a motorcycle dude. Describe to me why, because you like zombie media, you like The Walking Dead. Why is this the one that you chose of all other zombie games to be on your list? Because you know, I I was thinking about this. I this is a game like you always talk about games that you played like a million times. This is one of those games for me that I would just like pick up and play through uh like a couple times a month and you would do like the whole campaign kind of deal yeah oh shoot wow huh again you're you're really like you're throwing me for a loop my dude am i surprising you yeah i feel like well you're not surprising me that much because i knew there would be a lot of games on your list that like i didn't know that much about because you sort of veered more into the Xbox PlayStation territory in high school, college, but you're like bringing up games that like, I didn't even know you played red dead redemption and this game. I just forgot about, uh, (laughs) I would have been like less shocked to see the walking dead in place of this one, to be honest with you. Hmm. Okay. Um, which I don't know. It might be further on your list. I'm not going to assume making statements, assuming, Okay, what's your you're like a number off of me, right? So what's your number four pick? Yeah, because I added I added a number eleven in there. Remember, I I would like to add a number eleven if I could. Yeah, you can retroactively. Um, Mortal Kombat. Oh, you're just gonna do two in a row, huh? Just I don't need to talk about it. Just throwing. Oh. <laughs> I'm I'm throwing my number eleven pick. It's in not like a specific one, just kind of like the franchise. Yeah, it's hard to pick. It's hard to pick up. That's another one like Pokemon. Like it's hard to pick a favorite because they're all kind of the same game. So, yeah. Cool. Probably you'd probably like the newest one, though. That's like basically a horrible movie. Yeah. If you had to pick one. If I had to pick one, probably. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Should I do my number five? Yeah. Hit me with number five. Oh. Number five is uh, Spider Man. It's Spider Man. Top five. Here's the thing, though, is okay. I have a caveat with this one, and the caveat is that it's it's Spider Man and Miles Morales. I'm putting together as one thing. That's fine. And my other caveat is I don't know if this would have made it in my top ten if it weren't for Miles Morales existing. Really. Yeah, cause, cause I I love the I love the first game so much, but 
but I think Miles Morales put it over the edge of like, okay, this is not just like a great classic game. It's a game that like will surprise me with interesting things. And like, I feel like Miles Morales pushes this franchise over a level of just being like a really great solid game that everyone should play to like, this game as a video game is doing really interesting things and like is worth playing every entry in the franchise you know yeah um because like i don't know like as much as the first i love the first game to death i just like I i could reboot it right now and just play it again i love it so much but like it's almost like so classic that it feels kind of vanilla if that makes sense and like i yeah I don't think that's like a bad thing because we've had so many bad Spider-Man reboots that like, great, we got a good Spider-Man reboot that just finally did it well and nailed it and knocked it out of the park. But Miles Morales is when I was like, okay, Spider-Man as like a franchise is like alive and doing well and onboarding new people that are like young that don't know anything about Spider-Man and like continuing Spider-Man's life pushing forward. You know what I mean? Right. Um. Which I should say, I did finish Miles Morales. The, the oh, you finished it already, dude. Of course, I did. Are you crazy? <laughs> Heck yeah. Have you 100%ed it or you just finished the campaign? I just finished the campaign. I'm like a little on the fence about the 100%ing because you have to new game plus this game to oh, right to really 100% it. So I'll probably 100% the first round through. I don't know if I'll do a new game plus. We'll see. You still have like 17 days before Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. So in like this is maybe the part where we should just pause and break and do our part two of Spider-Man and Miles Morales. <laughs> because the fir- our first episode on Spider-Man, I hadn't finished that story yet. Oh, that's true. OK, let's let's take a pause. So let me also say, too, that like I feel like defeating Doc Ock in the first game, that was also the moment that put me over that. I was like, okay, I really, really love this game. And I, I just, I'm in love with Spider-Man as the character and I want to play more. And then for the next week, just was like, all right, I have to hundred, I can't do anything else except for hundred <laughs> percent this game. Like I can't forget everything else is off the table. I just have to continue to be Spider-Man because it's so awesome. Yeah. I don't know how this game does it, but it makes you feel like Spider-Man. Yeah, and it it just, it's, like, weird. Another moment, too, that I realized that, like, has put me over that I love these games is similar to the thing that I always say about Breath of the Wild, where, like, Breath of the Wild is not completing shrines and completing towers and doing the main story objectives. Breath of the Wild is the moments when you're on your way to something and, like, you find a weird, interesting enemy or you discover something that like you didn't even know was in the world like breath of the wild is those moments in between where you just get to like be immersed in the world and like look at how beautiful everything is Mm -hmm. and like i had that same moment with this game where like the game is not completing the main story objectives the game is swinging to something stopping a crime feeling really cool and then finding a cool little secret thing and then having this cool interaction with like an NPC where you like have some cool dialogue that makes you feel Spider-Man like in those moments in between where you're just existing as Spider-Man, you're like, Oh, this is the game. This is what's so cool. 
Yeah. And Miles does the same exact thing as a game. Yeah. Yeah. And like that, that really is like it for me, I think is like all of the things that you get to seek out and like just swinging around the world, you feel like you're in a Spider-Man movie after the credits have rolled and you just continued to be Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, specifically, I'd like to talk about a moment in Miles Morales. Um, it's not really a spoiler. It's just this really cool interaction where Miles as Spider-Man is talking to this girl who's deaf and he starts signing to her. Oh, what a good Spider-Man moment. Well, and that, that moment is even better because he he's signing to her and you, I don't remember what the mission you do for her is. I think you save her friend. Yeah. Something like that. Her friend's in trouble and you help her friend out. Yeah, and when you come back, the thing you get from that mission is she gives you the hat, the earmuffs, and the scarf because she's like, it's probably cold swinging out there. But then she tells you, like, she says, I always grew up with Spider-Man protecting New York City, but for the first time, I feel like there's somebody protecting my community, looking out for us, which is, like, such a, just a beautiful moment, you know? Yes. And, like... There, there's so many great things about this game, but like, I really love that they just tackle like the Black Lives Matter issue just head on. Like, oh, and yeah. like really the the thing that they're trying to um, the thing that they're trying to set up is they're like they really want to situate Miles Morales as like he's like the underdog of Spider-Man's. Like he's there to protect like Harlem and like the poor people in the city who are always beat down and like the people who aren't protected and looked out for you know right yeah they even they even have a moment where miles discovers his camo uh his camo ability do you remember this moment i vaguely rem remind me so it's right after the thing on the bridge and oh i think i know where you're going with this so there is an incident on the bridge bridge collapses and the people of New York are like defending him while the Roxxon like militant people are coming after him. Is this where, where, what you're getting at? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a really interesting moment. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just very obviously meant to be a moment of like police brutality because Spider-Man and all of these people are like, he's like, dude, like I saved everybody here and they just have a gun right to his face and they like don't don't care about his pleading at all and so then he goes invisible and discovers that he can do that and he like has this moment where he's like they were like legit just going to shoot me in the face like i can't believe these are the people that i looked up to and thought were supposed to like protect our city and they were just going to kill me in cold blood it's like a really it's like a really effective moment that's like actually reflecting on like real life issues that people feel, you know? Yeah. 100%. And it's not done in like a ham fisted way. I don't think, I just think it's like really like Spider-Man is supposed to be the everyman, And like miles Morales is like the everyman of like the people who are ignored by the police in real life, you know? Yeah. That's what um, I love about miles. Yeah. He, um, I, and I love that. I love the way you see him come into his own and become Spider-Man because I would say the first two hours of the game, even you as the player are like, 
but am I really Spider-Man though? Like this feels weird. I feel like I'm just a kid who Peter Parker took under his wing. And then um, after, you know, Pete leaves the city and it's up to you, maybe like an hour after that, you really have this moment where Miles is like, okay, like, no, like this is my city. I'm going to take it up and I'm going to protect everyone here. Um, and you, you get to, you get to see him really become Spider-Man and you really feel it by the end of the game. Like you don't feel like a kid anymore. Yeah. And if I'm remembering correctly, that moment happens like almost immediately after the bridge incident, right? Cause doesn't that happen while he's wearing the suit that Peter gives him? Um, I, I don't remember the suit, but I think you're right that that's the moment that it happens. Cause, cause I think he makes his suit after that. He be, oh. that's when he becomes his own Spider-Man. Yeah. So it, it's really cool. You know, like I love this take that there's a second Spider-Man and you, you just don't ever feel like you're not Spider-Man. Like you're never swinging around the city. Like I'm not Spider-Man. You're not Peter Parker, but somehow you're still Spider-Man. It's, it's so interesting. Yeah. And I don't know if you know this, there's, there's a part of the Marvel quote unquote fan base that Who probably like, thinks it's all like hand waving. Yep. Yeah, of course there is. Oh, well, Miles Morales isn't Spider-Man. Wrong. He's not your Spider-Man. He wasn't made for you. Peter Parker was made for you. Miles Morales was made for other people who don't have a voice. Yeah. And like, I actually think it's miraculous that like by the end of the game, any of us are like, yeah, he's Spider-Man. Like by the end, I was like, yes, I'm just Spider-Man. But apparently Spider-Man is like a larger thing than just Peter Parker. It's like a duty to protect New York with right. cool spider powers. Right. Spider-Man is a title, not the character. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I think that's really, I think it's really powerful and I think it's really well done. And like, of course there are naysayers, but like, it's such a bummer to me that there are people that are naysayers because I think it's such a cool take on the hero and it's it's so well done, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I just love... I, so here's my thing about Miles Morales too, which is like, it's hard to say I love one of these games more than the other, but I think Miles Morales just has a way more unique and distinct identity as a video game. Okay. Um, Because... I mean, first of all, Miles Morales has cool Venom powers that Peter doesn't have. Um, he has, like, cool stealth stuff. Um, I feel like all of the side quests, because they're rooted in Miles Morales' identity of, like, living in Harlem, are way more unique, and they make you feel more connected to the city and the people you're helping. Can I make one small correction? Yeah. He's in Brooklyn. He, I thought he... Oh, he's from Harlem and he moved to Brooklyn, right? I think so, yeah. Because he moves at the beginning of this game. Yeah. But I mean, like, primarily, like, Harlem is where the big attack on the city happens at the end. So that's why I'm... Oh, right. Harlem. Okay, yeah. Um, My bad. Yeah, no, it's cool. Um, I'm sure someone will correct both of us. We're probably both wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I guess when I say Harlem, I just mean, like, really, like, the black community of New York City is really what they're sure. trying to, like situate him as sure yeah um like the the best quest ever where you save the the bodega owner's cat named spider-man oh my god <laughs> and you're crawling around and he's like spider-man spider-man where are you spider-man and i was like this is this is amazing um <laughs> and like and same like you said like the the quest where you help the deaf girl um like i feel like this game 
it, it just has a more distinct identity as a game. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, the things that you do, like you're making the beats with his uncle, um, that like you find the beats, which I, I think those are really lame, by the way, and I hate them, but they're like unique at least. Yeah, they're I I hear I hear what you're saying. They're interesting, but they're not cool. I mean, they're just they're <laughs> like a more interesting collectible than like find a backpack. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. They're like an interesting concept. I, first of all, how can you be too close to record a sound? I hate that. This game makes you like find the specific spot where you can record. And sometimes it'll be like, you're too close to record that. And it's like, you cannot be too close to record audio. That's not a concept. Wrong. Watch this. Am I too close to record the audio? Well, it doesn't sound good, but you recorded it. <laughs> well, yeah, he wants it to sound good, though. Why would he? Whatever. I don't know. There's going to be like a subway like a hundred feet away and it's like you're too close. And it's like, how am I too close to a subway that I can okay, see in the distance, you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, like I feel like that that's where like I find this game and this franchise is way more interesting because they're like, cool, how can we stretch the things that like Spider-Man is interested in now that he's a different character with new new people in his life? I I really like the... I really like the story. Wow. Why wow? Do you not like the story? No, I do. You you aren't usually a story person. So for you to be invested in a story, like, dang. Yeah, well, again, it's like, I don't know. The first, the first story wasn't bad, but, like, I felt like I didn't have a reason to pay attention that much because it was like, Mary Jane and Aunt May and Dr. Octopus. And I was like, great, 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 blah, 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 blah. But from like the very first moment, the characters that you meet in Miles's life are really like interesting and funny. Uh, and maybe it's just because they're a different take on what I'm used to seeing. But like, I love Genki. He's I love great... Genki. I love that like you have a Spider-Man sidekick who who looks through your visor and makes an app for you. Like, that's so cool. Yeah, I do love Genki. Genki's great. Um, I kind of like hate Finn, but like I also love Finn. But like she's an interesting villain, quote unquote. And like I don't even really f like I know she's supposed to be the villain, but like because she's a childhood friend of Miles, it doesn't even feel like she's a villain. It just feels like this personal story that you're playing out with someone you know you know what i mean yeah yeah it's like if something was going on with you and i was like dude you can't do this and you're like the heck i can't i'm gonna do this like it's that conflict but with superpowers it's crazy yeah and same with his uncle as well yeah um like i feel like the story is just so it's so personal and it's such a like twist on the things you're used to seeing in spider-man um that, like, I was interested long before the end. Like, from the very beginning, like, I was like, oh, clearly Finn is the tinkerer. Like, you you kind of figure that out immediately. Right. Um, And, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I, I love this game so much. So good. I love the first Spider-Man so much. Um, And, like, again, a little nervous about putting it in my top ten because I just played it. But I really do think that in a year's time, I'm going to be like, man, remember how much fun I had falling in love with all these Spider-Man games and, like, loving Spider-Man all again? It's great stuff. Heck yeah, dude. 
it like whatever team they put in charge of Spider-Man is doing it right and like mad props to them. They're amazing. Yeah, I cannot wait for the sequel. Yeah, and uh yeah, so I should maybe share the story of like I was like, is this game only gonna come out on PS5? And you were like, Yeah, and I was like, Great, let me open up my wedding registry and add a PS5 to my <laughs> wedding registry. <laughs> because yeah. and by the way, this is funny too. I have a few more stories. Hold on before we move to the next game. So Stacey's mom pulled up our wedding registry and saw the PlayStation five. And she was like, why do you need like an internet tower for your house on your registry? I thought you guys had, (laughs) (laughs) had internet already. And Stacey was like, no mom, that's, that's a a PlayStation five. And her mom was like, what's a PlayStation five. And she's like, just don't worry about it, mom. Just, just buy it and shut up, mom. (laughs) <laughs> um oh i also forgot to tell you this is one of my favorite stories of playing spider-man with stacy oh my god is uh <clears throat> she she was like oh dude that's the that's the um that's the empire state building like i used to work over there and i was like yeah dude like look at this game have you not been paying attention to this game and she was like well i i have to know how detailed this game is and I was like, well, let's look for like Stuyvesant, which is the high school that she used to work at in the city, which is a really famous uh, high school, by the way. Um, it's like one of the top five high schools in New York City. But I was like, let's oh, go dang. find. Huh? I just said, oh, dang. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's uh, actually there's there's a YouTube clip that I was watching of Miles Morales where he's holding a note that says like Stuyvesant High School on the note. And I was like, oh, hey, there's Stuyvesant. Um but I was like, yeah, well, we're right here. Is it close by? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, let's go find it. And so I swung to it. And she was like, holy crap, that's Stuyvesant High School. What? Yeah. <laughs> and and she was just so excited. And, like, I knew it was going to be there because, like, I know how detailed this game is. But it was so exciting for her to, like, actually just see it in real time. Yeah. When, when the first one came out, people that lived in New York were doing side-by-sides of, uh, like, the view from across their apartment and then a side-by-side with a picture they took in spider-man like at their window as spider-man taking a picture from the same point and it's like oh my gosh that is so awesome it's yeah it's amazing um yeah it's so cool the 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 spider-man new york city world that they made is like so detailed because like how many people like you said how many people play in new york city like they have to nail it it has to be right you know right super cool so anyway man that's spider-man i'm so glad i finally got around to playing it because i just i'm so happy it's on your top five Ah. again it's it maybe should be below something like dragon quest or undertale like i don't know how where it should be numbered because it's so new but i it's definitely in my top 10 easily okay um let's do yours now that we spend a while talking about spooderman so my number four is and you mentioned it it's the walking dead oh okay yeah all right that's not a shocker to me yeah because and and i'm gonna say the walking dead the whole series all uh all four seasons of it are so good yeah it's it's so well done again just like it not my thing because it was so depressing but like i remember when these games came out how cool they were and like how groundbreaking they were for like storytelling choice in video games it's good stuff it's great, dude. I love those games. I might have to do a replay of those soon. Yeah, I, I can't play them because I got too sad, but... That's fair. 
But there it is. We talked a lot about it. So if people want to know, we have a whole bonus with Cozy. If you're listening, text us. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. What's up next? Oh, I'm up next. You're up next. I'm up next. Next is Hollow Knight. Oh. Love Hollow Knight. You don't really know anything about Hollow Knight, right? I don't, actually. I've never really played it. So Hollow Knight is... uh. It's an indie game that came out, I think, in like 2018 or 2019. Um, it It's a Metroidvania. Um, and Hollow Knight was kind of the game that was like, we want to do like a old school reboot Metroidvania. It had like a big Kickstarter. Um, but since it's come out, it's pretty largely regarded as the best Metroidvania of all time. Um, huh. And rightfully so, I would put it in that category. Um, you play as this little bug man called the hollow knight in like this underground world of cute little bugs that have weird voice acting and they're very adorable um and it, it's just like again talk about open world it's just like a hugely massive like open world 2d side scroller with uh like tons of like weird interesting settings and things to find and like Similar to Breath of the Wild, it's just one of those games that the more you explore, the more you're like, wow, I was not expecting to find this huge, wild, interesting thing. Um, the combat is so tight. It's incredibly fun. And uh, it's been one of those games that, like, I, I can't even, like, replay it because I love it so much. I'm like, I have to wait 20 years and replay it and fall in love with it <laughs> all over again. Heck yeah. It's huge, man. I played it for, like, 40 hours. Do you remember when I played it? Vaguely. I played it when I was uh, visiting you in Colorado for the first time. You did? Yeah. That's when I was playing Hollow Knight. Oh. And I remember I remember being like, Colorado's great, but I'm just excited to like wake up early and like play Hollow Knight on my Switch before <laughs> we meet up with Trevor for like three hours. And that's what I did every day of that vacation. I remember being in that Airbnb and petting little kitty man um, and playing Hollow Knight while I drank coffee for hours at a time in Colorado. I don't remember this at all. Probably because I just like we didn't talk about games as much because you didn't have a switch um, and Hollow Knight like now I think might be more your thing if you tried it. But at the time was like not something I probably would have thought you ever liked, you know, that's fair. But um, it's so it's it really is like an incredible, incredible game. It's one I'd love for you to try someday. The sequel is coming out this year is what they say before like June 2nd. Oh, is that the song singer or whatever? Silk song. Silk song. Awesome. It's so good. I would put Hollow Knight in the Pantheon, man. It's like one of the best games of all time. It's so, so, so good. Huh. OK. Um. Incredible, especially now that I know you you love open world exploration, cool stuff to find games. It's it may be right up your alley. I'll have to check it out one of these days. It's also like twenty dollars and all of they they made like five huge DLC packs for this game because that was part of their Kickstarter goals. And you just get them for free, like for a twenty dollar game. It's like insane. You get like 60 hours of just awesome content. That's awesome. It's Oh, good. So good. Okay. What's your number four? Number three. Whatever. My number three is 
Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. It made it up to number three. It made it up to three. It made it up to three. I don't, dude. It made it up to number three. <laughs> oh, he walked away again. He, he, he walked away again. He's laughing really hard. He thinks he's funny. He's coming back. He's sitting down. He's getting his headphones. <laughs> and no one tell Andy that I told that story. <laughs> what story did you Nothing. <laughs> you know I could listen to this later, right? And edit it out. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> okay, tell us, tell us. Why you love Breath of the Wild. I'm so happy. <laughs> I just, dude, this game... I'm so sorry. This game has so many like interesting little nuggets and really big epic discoveries to to find and incredible things to do. Ugh, I, I, I don't even know what to say about this game because we did a whole episode on it, but actually we did like three episodes on it. Yeah, but ugh, I, I, I just I don't know what else to say. This game is incredible. If you want to know what I thought like specifics of breath of the wild we have like three episodes on it where i talk about it um wow i mean this game is pretty much a masterpiece it's kind of like what tommy always says about elden ring tommy if you're listening text us we're like i feel like this game sort of fulfills like the promise of video gaming in a lot of ways you know what i mean like yeah talk about a game that like, cause when you're a kid, all you want to do is like explore a big world and find grand things and feel like an adventurer. And like, not only does this game have grand, beautiful, interesting things in every corner, it lets you find them on your own. And so as a result, you just feel like a genius and an explorer. And like, you, you just feel like you're part of the, the world, like so organically, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, it's it's so fun. It's beautiful. It's like there's great reason that so many people point to this game as like the most influential game that has come out in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of marks like a turning point, I feel like, too, as a. As a video gaming, you know, yeah, talk about like Spider-Man, like which I'm falling in love with now was clearly influenced by Breath of the Wild in some ways is like insane that you would say a PlayStation 4 AAA studio game was influenced by a Legend of Zelda. You know, it's it's just such a, like, it's so great. I love it so much. Ugh, so good. It's so good. Um, I guess we're just moving right along then, huh? Moving right along. Number three. So for number three and number two, I have, like, some interesting things happening here because I, I sort of put two games each in this category, and you'll you'll see why. Okay. Um. So for number three, I put Metroid Fusion and Metroid Dread. Oh, okay. And so I have the same thing happening with two and three, which is, so Metroid Fusion is a game that I've played a million times. I've played it to death and I love it. And Metroid Dread is like, it's like so clearly a better game objectively in every measure. Um. And it's like the modern equivalent of like this game is huge and beautiful and awesome now, but like really Metroid Fusion is the one that I love and remember from when I was a kid, you know? Okay, yeah. Um Metroid Fusion 
I actually used to, I don't know if you know this, but like when I was in college and like graduating from college, um, my like yearly tradition, are you ready for my yearly tradition? Yeah. Hit me with this yearly tradition. I apparently didn't know about. So when it was like summertime, cause you know, when I was in college, I would be insanely busy at the end of my semesters, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of these semesters, um, I would, when it was like finally summer, that first week, what I would do is every night when it was nice out, I would go sit on my mom's porch, totally alone, and I would play uh, games on my laptop and like play like these. Go ahead. Um, Sorry. And uh, I would just play like old school games. Some of them would be games I've never played before, but every summer, like pretty much without fail, I would replay through Metroid Fusion and Yoshi's Island. I would just emulate them and play through them because they're both pretty short games and I know them so well. It's like, I have to replay these games because I love them so much. And I did that like a few years in a row. (laughs) I actually feel like you told me this at some point and I just forgot. I might have. This was also the time that like I played Undertale for the first time and I played A Link to the Past for the first time and like all these other great games that I had never heard of before. Huh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's and it's like, again, like had I been similar to what we said about Pokemon, had I been 14 when Metroid Dread came out, that would be like my one I hold close to my heart because it's just infinitely more modern and more fun in every way it's just a perfect awesome game yeah um but like i just i really just love metroid so much as a franchise yeah that's another like big blind spot in gaming i have aside from dread yeah which it's good that you did play dread because i i feel like now metroid is becoming a lot bigger of a deal especially with the metroid prime remaster that came out and stuff oh right um, it's just like historically an important game, but like, God, I love Metroid Fusion. I love the like weird horror elements in these games. I don't like horror, but these games are terrifying and there's something about it. <laughs> Is it just well done for you? Yeah, I think so. It- it's like also just like not too scary. Like if it was actually horrifying, like where I was screaming, I wouldn't want to play it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that doesn't sound like a good time. It's like spooky. Spooky, scary. Not like scary, scary. Yeah, spooky, scary is okay. All right, Trevor, give us your number three. Number two. Ah, Jesus. So, uh, no surprise coming in at number two, Pokemon as a franchise. Oh, yeah, and we already covered that. Right, so we don't don't need to break it down any further. All right. Then number two for me is going to be my two slots, Super Mario 64 and Super Mario Odyssey. Oh, and I I understand why both of those are there. Yes. Again, Super Mario 64. Maybe I've beaten more than any game on this list, to be honest with you. I have played that game so much. Um, but again, Super Mario Odyssey is like objectively a better game, and I love it about as much, but like it's sort of just the modern rebirth of super mario 64 right but super mario 64 is the one i played as a kid so that's fair i get it i really love that game you've never really played super mario 64 huh i mean i've played it but i i haven't like sat down and beat it yeah i really think it's an incredible wacky fun time yeah 
I have 64 DS. Oh yeah, that's a great game too. Yeah. Hmm. All right, Trevor, give us your number two. Number one. <laughs> I know you that did time that you did that one on purpose. Okay, drum roll for number one. I know what it is. Right? How could you possibly know what it is? <laughs> Coming in at number one is Madden 23. No. (laughs) (laughs) Coming in at my number one. I should leave again for you saying that. (laughs) And then I'll just tell another embarrassing story. (laughs) Uh, Coming in at number one, it's Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. Can he climb? No, he can't. He just fell. Oh my God, he's dead. Look out. <laughs> There's a dead body over there. He's dead. He's Spider-Man. Uh, okay, so you have to answer this for me. Like, Do you prefer one of the Spider-Man games over the other? Or are you kind of lumping them together like I did? I'm- I'm going to go ahead and lump them together. Um, if I had to pick one, like if someone held a gun to my head and was like, pick one, I'd probably pick the first one just because I don't know. I grew up with Peter, you know, and yeah, that's quote unquote, my Spider-Man. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I love miles as a character. I think he's a dope Spider-Man. The game is amazing, but if I had to pick one, it'd be the first one, but I will lump them together for yeah, number cause... one. Yeah, because when you think of Spider-Man, you think of Peter. So it's like, I, I think I'm with you on that whole sentiment as well. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you're right. It, it's it's almost weird because Miles Morales is like this tiny exper- experience. It does sort of feel like, like you said, it's kind of like DLC and it's not. But it kind of just feels like so much a part of this first game that like it's weird to even call it a different game. It's not a sequel. Right. It it really just feels like a like because it's a, Yeah, it feels like an expansion of the first game. So to to put them separately feels weird. Yeah, agreed. Um Yeah, man. It's I mean, what more can we say about how incredible this game is? Yeah, I I really don't have much else to say. I mean, we've talked we had our last episode was on it. We just talked about Miles like it's just my number one. Yeah. And what a great one to have as number one, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready for my number one? Yeah. Hit me with your number one. I, I honestly don't really know. Oh, yes, Breath I do. Breath of the Wild, baby. Yeah, it's Breath of the Wild. Yeah. It hits you. You talked about it yet. I was like, oh, he didn't talk about Breath of the Wild. It's Breath of the Wild. And like for for talking about games that actually might be contenders for what number one is, this this might be my contender for favorite game of all time. Huh. Which is it's so hard to to pick, but it it really might be. I do like it that much, to be honest with you. It's really good. I mean, I just got into it like a month ago and it's in my top three. So Yeah. Um it's it's just it's just incredible i think for me too like another big reason is i feel like if if i could go back in chain of events like we would not be here talking about video games and i don't think i would have an interest in 
in really like video games that much, but like the design of video games and what goes into them, if it weren't for Breath of the Wild, I feel like that was a huge moment that kicked it off. And I was like, okay, maybe I am actually interested in video games as a as a thing and not just like this is a hobby I crack into once every couple years, you know? Yeah. Um, Because like the design philosophy of that world and all of the the things you can do in it is like why I love it so much. Um, and like also what got me thinking about like what the design philosophy of a game even is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, but I, I just think it's a beautiful, perfect video game and all the <laughs> haters can go home, bro. Yeah, go away, haters. Because you know Tommy's over there. He's like, ah, that game's okay. And I'm like, I would rather you hate it than say it's okay. That makes me more mad. When people are like, oh, it's a good game. I'm like, I will <laughs> kill your family. How dare you? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, It's great. Um, So, so I'm, let me run through my whole top 10, and you run through your whole top 10, and then maybe we'll briefly do our honorable mentions. Okay. So for me, number one, Breath of the Wild. Uh, in no particular order, the others are Super Mario 64 and Odyssey is number two. Metroid Fusion and Dread is number three. Hollow Knight is four. Spider-Man is five. Uh, Yoshi's Island, six. Dragon Quest, 11. Undertale is eight. I probably got to put Link's Awakening is nine. And then Nier Automata and 3D World are kind of like my contenders for number 10 that sort of had to duke it out once I added Link's Awakening in there. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So mine, my number one, Spider-Man. Two, Pokemon. Three, Breath of the Wild. Four, The Walking Dead. Five, Left for Dead. Uh, six, Marvel Nemesis: Rise of the Imperfects. Seven, Red Dead Redemption Two. Eight was Call of Duty. To everyone's surprise, even mine a little bit. Uh, Tony Hawk's American Wasteland was number nine. And then my contenders for 10 were Skyrim and Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and I feel like we have such an interesting mix of, like, overlap. I feel like there's this magical moment of seeing Spider-Man and Breath of the Wild on our two lists that's, like, kind of like the highlighting moment of our whole show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The um, show's over, everybody. There's no more. Yeah, I mean for real like we've we've at least set out to accomplish that mission you know yeah um crazy man uh honorable mentions so i'll briefly say pokemon gold was my honorable mention of i i felt like it would do my whole life a disservice if pokemon didn't show up somewhere mm -hmm. um even though in recent years my opinion has changed a bit but pokemon gold i still replay and is near to my heart um fair I, I put on here uh, Portal and Portal 2 were honorable mentions. Those games oh. are absolutely incredible and genius if you've never played them. Have you? Uh, no, actually, but I have them now. They are, they are so incredible. Really, really phenomenal games. Um, I played them with Stacy. She loves them as well. Okay, cool. Um, God of War 18... I've, or 2018, I feel like is a weird one that didn't show up on either of our list, but I had to put it as an honorable mention. Yeah, that is a good honorable mention. Um, 
I, I guess you never thought about it. I'm surprised. You seem like you haven't thought about that game as a contender so far. I mean, I, I did. I, I don't know. That's, that's an honorable mention for me. Yeah. It, it feels worth, it's feels important enough. It's worth so. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Super Metroid was on my honorable mention along with, uh, like many i could put like any others 2d zelda game on an honorable mention but those like felt adjacent to ones that were on my list you know yeah you know i'm surprised an honorable mention for you and maybe it is that you haven't gotten to shovel knight you used to love shovel knight shovel knight's an honorable mention for me that's another game i've played like 30 times how did it not even occur to me to oh uh I feel like one day we're going to have to revisit Ugh. our top 10, like do it, do it all over again. <laughs> that one might even like boot out 3d world, man. Oh, Jesus. maybe, maybe every season finale is now a top 10. Yeah. May, like, and just reevaluate. I think that's, I think, or we could do like next time we could do 10 through 20 or something. Oh, and get to like a top one hundo. This this feels like worth reexamining because the thing about a top ten is like the older you get, the more games you play, and the more it's harder to fit them into ten. Like I had Spider Man, like it's miraculous that we added anything to our top ten this year because how many games have we played in our lives, you know? Right. So yeah, maybe like twenty will be next time. I don't know. Ooh. Um, let's see. Monster Hunter Rise was an honorable mention for me. Oh, which I feel like you probably are going to say your surprise wasn't in my top 10 a little bit, but I understand like your top 10 makes sense to me. Yeah. You know, the thing about Monster Hunter Rise is I, I really love it and I think it's such a fun game and I love the design of the combat and the monsters. But like every once in a while, I will pick up Monster Hunter Rise and like, let me do some of the monster quests I never did that like came out but they are so unbelievably difficult that I'm like, I feel betrayed by the game, by my first hundred hours that like there's there's I'm very disappointed in the fact that Monster Hunter is like designed to be an experience that you do with many, many people. Mm -hmm. And like the first hundred hours I played of Monster Hunter Rise were not that way. I could just solo everything and I had the best time. But like. I don't know. It kind of let me down in the end because I was like, I don't want to do the online hunter experience. I just want to solo it, you know? Yeah, that's fair. And it, some of it's like just too hard and that's not my jam, you know? You and I should play Rise more. I, again, like I, I'd really love to because sometimes I pull it up and I just start playing again. I'm like, man, I forgot how much I'm in love with this world and this concept. And then it's like, oh, Never mind, I just got wrecked in, in two hits by a monster because I <laughs> did one dodge roll at the wrong time. And that, like, it's, like, too punishing for me, some of the later quests. That's fair. Um, Other honorable mentions, Super Mario World is a phenomenal game. Mm, okay. It's another one I've played to death. I love Super Mario World. We've talked about it briefly on the show, I feel like, in other Yeah. Respect um octopath traveler another honorable mention okay love that game but didn't sail past like dragon quest um the pathless which i've talked about on the show cross code which i've briefly talked about on the show that's kind of like a zelda like game right 
um, which is really incredible. Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Oh yeah, I forgot about that game. That's a that's like one if you get the Game Boy online, you have to play that game. It's so fun. So sidebar, I found out recently that the the Game Boy online is part of the regular sub. It's yes. not yeah. I didn't realize it wasn't part of the expansion. Yes, but the GBA is not, yeah, and GBA that's where is. this one is from. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yep. Um, and then my final honorable mention was Eastward, which I love that game. It's another one that I just hold so dear to my heart as like a it's kind of like a Zelda like with like a weird sort of like insane sci-fi story, but like with really, really lovable characters. Um I ju- I love that game so much, but it was just like so hard to top like Link's Awakening that I've been playing since I was six. <laughs> you know? That's fair, yeah. Um Yeah. So those are all my honorable mentions. I can't believe I forgot about Shovel Knight. Oh my god. How dare you? Oh my god. Do you to have any fair. Oh sorry. I, was, I was just gonna say, to be fair, like you said, we've played a lot of games in our lives. Yeah, that's like, that's what makes 10 such a tough thing is because I have probably 30 games that I love as much as I love Shovel Knight and Eastward and Monster Hunter Rise, you know? So it's. Yeah. It's very hard. It's it's very hard. All right, you give me your honorable mentions, baby. All right. So some honorable mentions in no particular order Uh, Mario Kart, any of them really, Um, because I've been playing Mario Kart since the N64. Animal Crossing. It's, a great um, pick. it's just a fun game. Um, this one's kind of weird. Uh, Power, Ran- Power Rangers uh, Battle for the Grid. Okay, talk about another left fielder. Yeah, it's a fighting game. Okay. Uh, speaking of fighting games, Super Smash Bros. Ooh, that's a that's a good one that I'm surprised was on neither of our lists a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey. Really? Okay. Here's one that I'm surprised didn't make it to your top 10. Hades. It's probably an honorable mention for me. Um, Yeah. I I just think like in my mind, as much as I love it, it didn't stand the test of time from a couple years ago, but I I really do love that game. Yeah, that game's incredible. Um, Yeah. Far Cry. I like the Far Cry games. They're they're goofy and they're weird and they're fun and they're kind of dark. Yep. Uh I'm I'm blanking cuz I didn't really think of honorable mentions. I just tried to come up with uh um, 10 with the 10. Yeah. So if I if I knew we were going to do honorable mentions, I would have compiled a a more comprehensive list. No, I think you have a good list. I just, yeah, I just was like, I was like, first, let me see if I can do 10. And if I have more than 10 that come to mind, I'm just going to put as many down as come to mind. Um, And then I was like, once I narrowed it down to 10, it was like, well, these other ones that came to mind are probably honorable mentions. Um, Yeah. See, I I crumpled up the paper and threw it away. Well, it would be hard for me to do that on Google Docs. So, well, I'm I'm saying mentally, I like mentally crumpled up the paper and I get you. Now, and now it's gone. Like I didn't think of anything that didn't make it to my ten. 
Yeah, and let's be fair, there's probably some that both of us are totally missing. Um Oh, I'm sure. Because there's there's so many it's easy to it's easy to skip some. But um Yeah. What are yeah, your man. top ten? what are your top ten? Put it in our Discord that we have. Yeah. That no one uses. Tell us that you disagree with us on how good Breath of the Wild is or Spider Man. We'll fight about it, or Pokemon for that matter. Pokemon's my number two. Don't talk trash on my number two pick. Oh, I'd love to fight about Pokemon. Um, does uh, does um, it was Spider Man well received? There's not like a lot of contention about that game. I hope, right? I don't think so. I think people, for the most part, universally love that game. That's cool, and they should, as they should. It's a great as, game. As they oh, should. honorable mention until dawn. Mm, okay. Yeah. Feels like a late time to keep mentioning honorable mentions till, but it just popped in there. I don't have anything going on. I can hang out until dawn. Tell us what the honorable <laughs> mention is. I hate you. Um, so this was fun. I, I feel like this was like insightful into like what what we really like in games it was insightful for me to be like what do i really like in games and like what is nostalgic to us and what's close to our heart and uh it was fun i've also just never tried doing this before i just feel like you say i say offhand all the time like oh breath of the wild's one of my top three games ever but i was like what would happen if i actually tried to put them all in one place and they had to compete what would happen you know yeah yeah so um this was great i would say so thank you everybody who listened for season two um we're going to be taking a bit of a break because tears of the kingdom is pending uh we're probably going to spend all summer playing that and getting hyped um as to when we return for season three at the moment it's up in the air because we're a little busy and our recording situation is also up in the air but um hopefully we will be back in due time with not only Breath of the Wild, but probably a lot of other games as well, you know? Two. Oh, you spoke too softly. What did you say? Spider-Man 2. Oh, my God. I know, right? Like Sometime this fall. Yeah. Also coming this fall, the Pokemon DLC. So I'll, of course, be talking about that when we come back. This I feel like this has been... I know we've only had two seasons, but I feel like this was our best one. Yeah, this this season was the one that we got to the nitty gritty of why we started the podcast. Yeah, and like, I think, um, I don't know, I think this format has worked better because, I don't know, look at like season one Breath of the Wild and season two Breath of the Wild, where like, I don't know, I think there is something challenging about being forced to play a game in a couple weeks so that you can reflect on it. I feel like even in games where you really enjoy them, like I enjoyed Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and I enjoyed Skyrim, I feel like those experiences are always going to be better if you're not going in trying to form an opinion and like forcing yourself and just sort of like taking it up like I did with Spider-Man. Right. Um. So like I think I think it's been cool to have a more open format and just sort of share what games we like um, openly, you know? open open floorly so here's here's maybe here's a question we can maybe end with for the two of us because 
I think really the biggest games that we had on our backlog list that the other has to play was Spider-Man and Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. Because I think deep down we knew that the other person would love that game. (laughs) Yeah. And we were both right. Um, Like, what are some of the games that if if we were doing the first season format of like, what's a game you really love that you think I would love that I could hit in my free time, similar to Spider-Man? Okay, that's a good... I need time to reflect on that. You don't have like any that jump out at you. Um, let me think about this. Cause like, and, and no pressure. I just like, it feels like that was the white whale and we hit the white whale. So it's like, what, what were the follow-ups? Like the other ones that you were hoping maybe someday. I, I don't know that I've thought about it, at least not recently enough to remember. Let me, let me get back to you on that. If I can. Wow, I'm shocked you don't have like any that just jump out. That's crazy. Um, hang on, let me let me look at my PS4 collection real quick. Stall for me. All right, I'm stalling for Trevor. I'll tell an embarrassing story about him while he does it. Um, and thank God he can't hear me. Uh, there was one time. No, I can hear you just fine. There was. I'm gonna. I'm gonna edit that out. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, yeah looking at my collection is my steam library open right now so one time trevor was like we're I'm in still, college still here bud Shh, no one's gonna hear you because i'm gonna edit you out. Cook, cookie clicker is my number one i like <laughs> so one time trevor was like so you know cats they like get hairballs because like they groom themselves like to clean them you know like they lick their little kitty cat fur all right but, here's one but we'd have to play it together but then they cough up a hairball so he was like Oh what gosh. if I what if I like groomed my cat like would I cough <laughs> up a hairball like cat style so he he tried it uh absolutely not a true story and it didn't work it is a true don't try and deny it on the pod it's literally not a true story it never happened whatever you're such a liar what's your what's your game i i you we would have to play together and as a group of friends is dead by daylight because that that game is just thrilling to play like it's very spooky but it has to be five with people. people you know yeah yeah that'd be a cool be one like, yeah me you cozy jen and maybe my other buddy uh that lives out here charles <laughs> charles oh, maybe. text us text maybe me. someday yeah that's that's the only one that really pops out at me i I would have to like really go through my library again. Yeah. I, um, I would say for me, uh, oh man, I had one and now I, now I lost it. I was just about to say one. Cause you said something about five people. And I lost it. Um, I would say for me, the ones I'd still like you to hit maybe someday. If you ever did the Game Boy Advance online, I would have a solid list of Zelda and Metroid games and Mario games that would be like that are phenomenal and I'm confident you would love them. It's coming one day. I just not yet. Yeah, well, no pressure. Like I said, I'm just trying to kind of put it into the ether. Like if it's in two months and we're not recording and you're like, maybe I'll pick something up that's new that Andy's always wanted me to. It's good to like have them in the air. You know what I mean? Right. Um. So I have lots of those games um, that I think you would love. I think I still think that you would love Dragon Quest Eleven or Octopath Traveler. And the reason I, I keep coming back to those is because of your love for Pokemon. 
And I think that if you love the gameplay of Pokemon, but you want a really, really phenomenal story that's worth like reliving with great characters, that's like Dragon Quest. It's like turn-based Pokemon style stuff, but it actually has great characters and story. And I know you're always on about your characters and your stories. That's true. Um, yeah. So I think I think those someday you would you would maybe love. I'm maybe thinking about Hollow Knight too. Um, that I I think you I think you might love Hollow Knight. It's hard to say to be honest with you. Uh, Hollow Knight two is called Silk Song. Uh, yeah, Trevor, don't talk to me about Silk Song. All right. <laughs> uh oh, and Nier Automata. You have to play Nier Automata at some point as well. Okay. You got to do one it. day. One you day I will. So yeah, so um oh and Elden Ring, that's what I was gonna say, is already on your list of someday we'll talk about it. But I don't know if you already rage quit Elden Ring. Yeah. I I'll try again, but No, oh you gosh. don't you don't even have to. If you hate Elden Ring, like that's fine and we can just leave it at that. Because I kinda hate it too. I just want to talk about it. <laughs> you can have Tom I'll tell you what, you can have Tommy on one of these days and you guys can talk about it. We're gonna have to at some point, you know. <sighs> Yeah. Um so yeah, that's season two. Expect when you come back there'll be Zelda. There'll be some other games that we just suggested to each <laughs> other that I already forgot. There'll be <laughs> Um but uh seriously, if you have listened to season one and two, dearly thank you, especially those of you that text us every week. Uh it means a lot that not only are we having fun, but people are having fun listening to our insanity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for real. If you've listened to just about every episode or every episode, thank you. Yeah. And, and like God if, bless you. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like seriously. Um, and if nothing else, it really is just a great excuse for me and you to talk more every week about stuff. So yep. I uh I'm excited to get back to it. It's just definitely time for a little little breaky break. Yeah, it's about it's about time. It's uh it's a boot time. It's a boot. That's a boot. It's a, it's a boot a boot. It's a steel toe boot. This book, it's a boot a boot. Boot a boot. Yeah, it's Betty boot. We're just gonna right, end everybody. every episode with yeah. a stroke now, too, huh? <laughs> okay, it's been me. We got backlogs. Season two. Season two. We out. D- season dose. That's Spanish for. <laughs>